Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And I am so excited today because I have with me Meryl Vandemerva, and she is one of my friends and fellow podcasters from the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. So she has Homeschooling with Technology podcast. And I tell you what, if you're not a technology geek, you're going to love this podcast. And if you are, you're going to love it because she covers all kinds of practical things for homeschools and technology. So anyway, we'll plug that more later. So today we want to talk about competitions. But first, Meryl, would you tell us about your family, your homeschool journey, a little bit about you know the, the things going on in your world? Well, thank you very much for having me again, Vicki. Uh, so you can hear from my accent that I am not American. In fact, I'm South African and we moved to South Africa from South Africa to Tennessee when uh, I had a range of ages of kids from three to 12. And when we arrived, we realized that the South African school system is um, more advanced than the American. Mm -hmm. And so we started to look at homeschooling, which had never really been on my horizon. And we homeschooled. My oldest three homeschooled all the way through high school. So that was from eighth grade for my oldest one. My There were eighth, fifth, and third when we started. And then my younger one was just three years old. And when she got to high school, she decided she wanted to experience it. And by that stage, our local um, high school, which we zoned for, had become an IB school. And uh, so she did, yeah. So we're a little bit happier about her going. Yeah. Though I can tell you that having seen both sides, I don't think it was a mistake for her. It was the right thing to do. But my three that stayed with me the whole way through definitely covered a lot more material. Wow. Um, and uh, I think we're better equipped for college. Not that she's struggled, but um, no. it was just, it was easier for them to actually pursue their own interests. There was no wasted mm -hmm. time. They got to do a lot more external things than she did. Um, you know, so you've got to look at each kid though. And for her, it, it yeah. was the right thing to do, but I am still a homeschooler at heart. And then since then, yeah. I'm well during that time I started teaching at the local homeschool co-op mm. and that led me to actually starting to teach online um, after a while and so then I started Fund to Fund Academy where I teach with a number of other teachers and so I have stayed involved with homeschoolers both through that I still teach at the local homeschool co-op and I coach two um, competition teams I when I was uh. at our, our local um, homeschool support group I introduced them to the idea of contests and mm -hmm. our group still does many, many, but, um, and so I'm sort of in charge of the whole lot, but the oh. two that I'm particularly involved in our local quiz bowl team, we actually, uh, for the last two years running have won it. And that's, uh, like 60 teams in the oh, whole, wow. uh, sort of Kentucky, Eastern Tennessee region. We are the wow. only, we are the only homeschool team and we've won twice in a row. And then oh. the other one I coach is science Olympiad which is a mm -hmm. team event. And um, that is done by a number of, of homeschool teams all over the country. Mm -hmm. And w our team has four times now, our middle school team has four times actually reached nationals. We were hoping for it again oh. this year. And of course, everything ended up closing down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really messed up a lot of plans for folks. Yes. It did. So that is so exciting to me because while I'm not a highly competitive person, what I have learned over the many years of homeschooling is that competitions are not just about who's winning, 
But there are about a lot of things that benefit homeschoolers, especially homeschool high schoolers. So I was so excited when Meryl was willing to talk about this with us. So would you just tell us why competitions are useful for teens? Right. Um, as Vicky said, I, I do think they have a particularly good use for homeschoolers. But in general, whether your child is like mine, who are very much driven by contests, or if they're more like Vicky, who is obviously more laid back, and there are still good reasons for both types to do mm -hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. One yes. of the first things which probably is not going to be the first thing that comes to most of your minds, but I think it's a really good way for kids to learn to win and lose. Yes. Because life is actually about winning and losing. You know, I've mm -hmm. watched my kids go for job interviews, sometimes get them, sometimes not. I've mm -hmm. seen them, you know, apply for different things and try different things, um, try for election in 4-H, you know, just mm -hmm. a whole different things that aren't necessarily contests in the sense we're talking about them today. But they are in the way that you are coming against other people. And sometimes the other person is the one that gets it and not you. And um, it is hard not to take it personally. Um, and I think practice is one of these things that really helps. Yes. And, you know, when you're in a school situation, you know, you might have there who's the valedictorian or who's top of the class or, you know, who does best, you know, gets the highest grades. When you're sitting at home and you don't have anyone to compete against as such, it's, it's harder. And so that's why I would say a contest where you actually are intentionally going against other people gives you that opportunity. And as a parent, you can parent your kids through this. So it is hard to watch your child lose. I know. Mm -hmm. Particularly, mm -hmm. sometimes some of the contests are actually more subjective. And yeah. I have sat and watched not only my own kids, but kids who I've coached. I teach speech, and so that's one of a lot of things we do is speech uh -huh. contests. Yeah. I yeah, have sat do. and listened and thought, how could these judges have awarded that student? And I think I'm fairly unbiased because sometimes I'll think, oh, well, I understand why my kid, whether it's my personal child or the one that was in my class, didn't win. That child is amazing. Mm -hmm. But there are other times I'm like, they have no idea. <laughs> yes. have, and, and it's hard. And it's hard mm -hmm. personally. And you have to say to the kids, well, life isn't always fair. That's one of the first mm -hmm. lessons they're going to learn. You are sometimes mm -hmm. going to lose. That doesn't mean you never try again. It doesn't mean you're ugly to the person who won. It doesn't mean, you know, that you, you just go around stomping for the rest of the day. It's uh -huh. you, you sit, you talk it over and you pick yourself up and you move on and you try again. It also, mm -hmm. it's that whole growth mentality thing that when you, when you, yes. when you lose, don't just give up. Just say, well, I'm no good. I didn't win. You know, I did the spelling bee. Yeah. Other kids were better than me. I'm never going to do it again. Well, well, if you're mm -hmm. in third grade and you did it for the first time, it's not surprising the eighth grader won. You know, come back with the knowledge you've gained and try again. And that's something really important if kids keep coming back to the same contest. I mean, look, sometimes you'll realize, okay, this is never going to happen and they're really not gaining much for it. So quit your losses and yeah. try something different. But at yeah. times, persevering, and when we started Science Olympiad, we were a motley bunch. And I, by the way, have no science past high school. Nothing. Uh -huh. I'm the head uh -huh. coach. I yeah. never did a single thing. Well, computer programming was the only thing I did. I am yeah. not good at science. Um, in South Africa, you don't have to do gen ed. So I never had to. Uh -huh. And for, I mean, my husband thought it was a bit of a joke when I decided that let's just start a team. <laughs> but as my oldest daughter said to me, watching me persevere and figure out how to get our team to beat the top teams here in our state mm. she mm. has learned that she can do anything and yes. um, I wasn't really intending to do that I was just 
just kind of got stuck in it and liked it and kept going. And so we'll show your kids persevere at the contests and they're likely to slowly do better. You know, you sort of realize, oh, that's why. And it's often you will get feedback depending on what the contest is, but you'll be able to realize, oh, that's what I didn't do correctly and come back and try again. And then when you win, you've got to make sure your kid knows how to win well. Yes. You yes. know, then it's like if your child's like, well, I won. I'm the best. That's when you've got to teach them to be gracious, to remind them about how they felt when they lost. Mm -hmm. And so they've got to learn to be good losers and good winners. And I think that's um, that's that's really important. Secondly, a lot of contests actually teach you skills as you do it. You know, mm -hmm. that you you have to sort of up your game when you're doing it yeah. <laughs> and you've yeah. got to start to learn. But many of them actually provide information. So, for instance, um, there's a cybersecurity, there are a whole bunch of cybersecurity uh, contests. Um, and I, I'm going to send Vicky the links of all these to put in the show That's notes. That's cool because I didn't <laughs> know about those. Cool. Right. They yeah. are typically called Capture the Flag. They are not uh -huh. the ones where you put the flag in your pants and you run around and grab them. Not that kind. Uh -huh. And um, they will, I mean, the one that uh, the teens in our homeschool group have done a few times is Pico CTF. And that actually has a lot of training material. So between actual contests, mm. you can go and work through the old ones and teach yourself. Mm -hmm. Likewise, National History Day, which is a contest um, that yes. my children have done, that will gives you a lot of information about how to do research, how to create a bibliography, and your kids are going to have to learn how to do that to actually participate. Mm -hmm. So it prepares them well and gives them a chance to learn something they might not really know. The next reason is it gives your children a chance to see where their strengths and their interests lie. I suggested quite a few contests to my kids, and they did them for one reason and discovered something else. So National History Day, my daughter um, got in for my oldest one. She always liked history, and I knew she could write a good paper. I, I could tell she didn't. That was all down. And I said to her, you know, why didn't you learn how to actually create a video? instead a national uh, history day has that as one category you can create a video uh -huh, uh -huh. she didn't really know she'd done a little bit um she'd done some some you know filming at the church choir um when they went on tour and she'd done that and turned into i said well why don't you sort of you know up your game and do the video one don't do the paper so she goes oh uh -huh. okay i said you can do that instead i always made my kids write two um big research projects yes. every year yes and yes. i said you can do that instead of one of the research projects you can do this and so she was like okay well, she ended up being a film major who went on to do her uh, master's in media and communication and is about to defend, um, to get her PhD, to defend her, the, her um, what do you call it? Her dissertation. <laughs> there we yeah. go. <laughs> to get her PhD in, in media and communication. So awesome. she's gone from that, just giving mm -hmm. her a contest to all the way through. Likewise, um, one of my favorites is my thought of one of my Science Olympiad students who actually joined Science Olympiad because all her friends were doing it. She was kind of the odd one out. And so um, they started in fourth and fifth grade. And in sixth grade, she decided to join. Her older siblings had all done it, but she wasn't really interested in science. Well, as a result of getting involved, she ended up doing the ecology and earth science events. She uh -huh. is now at college studying environmental science and uh -huh. wants to go on to do that. And she didn't even know she was interested in that field at all. So you, you just really don't know. That is so exciting. Yes. So um, the the other thing is, which is more obvious, is obviously this is going to look good on college applications and scholarships, you particularly bet. scholarships. Yes. The reality is um, winners keep on winning. It, it is just what it is. And people, when they see 
when someone's looking at a scholarship and they see the student has won a couple of contests, placed in a couple of contests, it immediately, it's just that psychological thing, you know, more about psychology than me, Vicky. Yeah. But I've noticed yeah. that they just have a better chance of winning something that might actually not even be related to what they won. Yeah. Um, because people start to see you as being, as having ability and competency. And as a homeschooler, you know, a college needs some way of telling that you're actually up for it, <laughs> that, you know, yes. you're worth it. Now, yes. um, you know, I also recommend APs because I think it does the same. It has the same mm-hmm. effect, the national. Mm-hmm. But doing a, mm-hmm. doing a competition that's national, that's not just one that's banned by a whole bunch of homeschoolers. It's something mm-hmm. that they know. For instance, you know, National History Day, Science Olympiad, Google mm-hmm. Science Fair. There are a lot of these things that are well known. And if you can say that you've placed or got a medal, they know what that means. Mm-hmm. They know that your mom couldn't have helped you. <laughs> they yeah. know this wasn't your mom thinking you're amazing and giving you an A when you actually deserved a C. Yes, and yes. it's just something. It's again, and another thing related to college apps. It's something you can use for your college essays, not necessarily yes. your wins, but here you can actually say what you learned by not winning, what you learned by um, just doing the competition, because you're going to learn things, and you know, just maybe you know, for instance, the student I was talking about, you know, she probably wrote in a college essay something about how Science Olympiad had kindled the love for the, what she wanted to go and do. And it gives her the opportunity of mentioning what she did. And they're going, oh, Science Olympiad, we know what that is. You know, if she did that for so many years, etc., that means something, that they yes. have stuck at it and persevered. And she yes. was one of those who came with us to nationals, I think twice. Oh. <laughs> actually, oh. I think she managed to hit it twice in her in, in, because of her age, um, oh. that she actually did it. So, you know, it's it's that that is obviously just going to help and and tied to that there's sometimes money involved not always Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but sometimes you actually win prizes and money um, which is again a help then I know for my own kids one of the main reasons I actually got them involved is that my kids work a lot harder for a contest than they do for me isn't that right yes (laughs) when they know there is the chance of some kind of reward even if it's just um, the glory they will work because they want it. Okay. Now, I know this isn't going to motivate every child, but it definitely motivated mine. Okay. And particularly when it came to being on a team. Mm-hmm. And so that was my final reason was actually that contest teach teamwork. And these can kind of work hand in hand. When my children won Science Olympiad, for instance, they didn't want to let the team down. It's a team of up to yeah. 15 people. Yes. If 14 people are getting medals and you're the one that isn't, Nobody needs to say anything to you. Nobody needs to be nasty to you. You're going to feel pretty awful if you're the ones, particularly if you're the one that caused, because this entire team score, that depends on whether you, you get through or not. They all know this. And so I would notice that my kids would be lazy with the actual schoolwork, but oh my, did they work for Science Olympiad? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the same thing was I just saw them, the effort they put in for National History Day, for the speech contest that they did, all these different things. They would just go a little bit above and beyond. And my kids were, apart from my oldest, who's the typical firstborn, they were a fairly lazy bunch. But they would still <laughs> pull it out yeah, to get it. Yeah. They also liked winning the prizes. I mean, I, I must sure, say that. Sure. Uh, but they didn't always. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't really give them too much option. And one of the things was we did so many contests that uh, they would sort of pick themselves up 
from the one and you know that they'd lost and they didn't really have too much time to feel sorry for themselves because in two weeks was the next one and oh. so they would move on we also just a little side note is some of these contests we actually managed to incorporate into um, the electives that they were doing and could yeah. actually use it for, for credit. So linguistics yes. for one, my one son wanted to do linguistics and there was a linguistics competition um, oh. that I used that as part of the actual grade. You know, when I was kind of factoring mm. in, we did a whole sort yeah. of lot of different bits and pieces. We, I mean, I created uh -huh. the actual elective and I put that in. Science Olympiad, the kids that have over a couple of years done the same um, subject. Um, mm. My one son did meteorology. The other one did epidemiology. We actually took those as half credits because of all the time that they'd put in oh, to actually yes. doing them. So it, it was one of those things. I'm always a big believer in trying to do double duty with it. You know? <laughs> and yep. so we did that with the contest. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, my kids, um, would also do poetry out loud, which is, yes, national... we did that as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and we were really blessed in our area because the, um, ACSI, which is the Christian schools association in our region would let our homeschool support groups send teams to their choir, drama and speech competitions. So we always had, um, my kids were always in the choir and speech competitions and sometimes in the drama, according to which kid it was. And it was so lovely to, for them to watch other teams, you know, see how other teams right. have a, a dynamic about them, their strengths and their weaknesses. And when they went every single year, they were learning about other kinds of people, you know, just by watching them. So the ACSI in our region had, you know, kids from all the way from inner city, New York, all the way down to um, like, I think Virginia area, some, something like that. So they were getting a really wide view of different cultures of teams. And uh, so they, they all kinds of experiences that they got by doing these competitions that you can't really measure. It just was such richness yeah. of life. I know. So that's, that's so cool that there's so many opportunities. Some of our, our advisees, you know, we worked, uh, I worked as an advisor for our local homeschool umbrella and some of the teens who were very, very introverted and just could not stand to, you know, be in front of people for a competition did um, Scholastic's Writers Competition, and there's a number of different writing competitions. And, um, and just in doing that, they learned to push themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, to, to write to a standard and, um, and, you know, just to have that slightly competitive competition. And some of them got some awards. So it's just, uh, I just love, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a competitive person, but I love the benefits of what the competitions have brought to my kids and they have never regretted those at all. Like it helped them, I think, um, build their resilience for college and for life. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right. So Meryl, would you tell us a little bit about Funda Funda Academy? And, you know, for those of, of our newcomers who aren't familiar with it, tell about the name and also about your podcast, which is a marvelous podcast. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, Funda Funda Academy is literally, it's Zulu for Funda. Funda is um, study. So it's study, study. And, uh, they like to in Zulu repeat the things like Bafana Bafana is the national soccer team. And uh, but I know that in in English you hear the fun when you hear it. And so the idea yes. is that education should be fun. Yes. And so we have online classes and web-based unit studies that we try and make very interactive 
Um, we don't rely heavily on textbooks. In fact, most of the classes have none. Sometimes there's a good reason for having it. Sometimes there is a book, but it wouldn't necessarily be a textbook that's used. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we try and um, really get kids to think. So it's it's not, although there's no textbooks and often no tests, doesn't mean it's not rigorous. Um, it is yes. college prep. We want yes. kids to go well prepared and many students actually will go on and write APs, even though we don't aim for that either, but they've had good oh. results just doing it. Yeah. I also include competitions in it. So for instance, the uh, personal finance class includes um, H&R Block has a, uh, a budget challenge where the kids actually oh. for 10 weeks um, do personal finance in a game mm -hmm. style. So mm -hmm. we do that in economics, they play the stock market game. Oh, which is yes. an online game, which our, our local homeschool group plays that as well. In fact, I do it with my co-op kids as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, you just have to get a team together and you can do that as homeschoolers very easily too. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I actually do incorporate that. And some of them aren't, aren't contests that are in those things that are sort of competing in the local area. But sometimes I will just set up a contest like fan school, which there is a whole episode on my podcast about what they do. Um, but that they have really fun drafting kind of games, which I use in geography uh, and government. Um, cool. So the kids play that as well. Um, and yeah, and then sometimes we also just will create our own contests. So one of them is my high school challenge, which uh, Seven Sisters has been a sponsor of. Mm -hmm. yes, and uh, go and look for that. We do it over the summer, but the kids actually through a competition do a whole lot of college prep. Mm -hmm. And I've got fantastic sponsors who come alongside and help give them prizes. And we try and have a lot of prizes. That's, by the way, when you're doing contests, it is fun to have ones that there are not just the final winner gets a prize, yes. or, you know, that there's more to it. It doesn't always work mm -hmm. like that, but it, mm -hmm. it is kind of cool. And so some of them, as you sort of go up, there are prizes. National History Day also gives prizes for specific types of projects. Like there might be one for the mm -hmm. best one on a Native American topic or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. which just makes it also, you know, just gives more kids a chance to, to win and come somewhere else. And then my podcast, um, Homeschooling with Technology, has a lot of things related to high school. And um, we carry, in fact, there's another whole episode on National History Day. So if that's something oh, yeah. that you're interested in doing, I did one, it was one of my very first ones because there is a fair amount of tech involved. You can do just a paper, which isn't the tech way, but uh -huh. um, you can do a website and you can also do, um, you, you can do the, the video as, as my kids have done both of those things. So, um, you know, those are two other ideas, but I also, we've covered things like scholarships, which relate um, you know, just lots of different topics yeah. that do relate to high school. I know one of my field. favorite episodes was your episode on um, digital volunteering opportunities. Oh, yes. <laughs> just absolutely magnificent because, you know, with the pandemic, teens haven't been able to go down and volunteer at community events. And uh, so to have the digital opportunities keeps that volunteer spirit alive and it's just so good for them so right yeah, and Vicky on my show as well she came and talked about using uh videos um movies and history so yeah um, that's fun stuff for that yes. one too yeah all right well we better wrap it up here but Meryl thank you for coming on and talking about competitions it really is the first time that we've spent a whole episode on this. And I think it is so worth the, the personal development and transcript and life prep 
um, to find things that teens can do that helps them discover all the benefits of competition. So thank you so very much. And we'll have all the links in the show notes. And so everybody, if you would, um, you know, visit Homeschooling with Technology and check out Funda Funda online and see their cool courses. And also, if you get a chance, go over to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars so that other families can find us when they're learning to homeschool high school. All right. We will see you guys next week. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.